the other reason that we feel that um, every youth team should invest in their endowment is the match. Um, you take $100 to put in your bank account. Is your bank going to match it? No. No, they're not. So luckily, they're Larry, charging me a fee. Exactly. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna say that's not enough money. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take some of that. This is the In the Field podcast, brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza. Thank you, everyone, for joining in on the In the Field podcast. This week, we have two very special guests. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Sarah Hall. I am the Project and Events Manager at Midway USA Foundation. And I'm Danny Ferris. I'm the Marketing Manager at Midway USA Foundation. And also joining us is... Butters, a.k.a. the Louis Vuitton Cowboy and the Head Guide at Pheasant Bonanza. I don't have the sound on. Probably it goes wah, wah, wah. He was doing but the But he is, one. once again, not the head guy at Pheasant Bonanza because the head guy should know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, or this weekend, we are doing a Midway, Midway USA Foundation shoot. How many of these have you done? This is really only our second special event that we've ever done, and this is our first hunt. Oh, kicking it right off here at pheasant bonanza we set the bar really high oh we, we did yes absolutely oh. this has been fantastic oh that's that's, that's very nice here yes um okay so i started everyone off the same way but you two do not hunt i do not hunt no i do not hunt okay neither of them hunt do either of you shoot you just lie <laughs> i own a shotgun hey oh yes so i was a um rifle athlete my background in shooting was um international style air rifle and small bore oh mm -hmm. so high school collegiate yes so i shot in college at the university of kentucky wow how many shooters would show up to a like an air rifle shoot like that in college so on the team, there was about 12 of us, um, which was actually a really big team at the time. Um, and we would compete against 12, 15 other schools, other colleges. So it was not as big as, say, everybody has a football team. You know, not everyone has a rifle team, um, but still pretty popular. I mean, there was still when you a say, lot of us. When you say small bore, what does that mean? 22. 22. Mm -hmm. So like when you were in college, did you live in the dorms? I did, yeah. Where do you keep your guns? So we were in the JRTC, or I'm sorry, not JRTC. That's a habit of this our job. work. Yes, we were in the ROTC building. And okay. so they had an armory that we could keep all of our gear in. That's where the range was at. Everything was all together there. And it was right on campus. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, we shot everything indoors. Did you stay in the dorms? I lived in the dorms the first year. Where'd you put your guns? Um, the first part, uh, University of Nebraska, you can leave your shotgun with the police, and they're there 24-7. So there'd be like four of us showing up at 2 a.m. <laughs> it would be the <laughs> same old police officer, Jerry. He'd be like, are you boys going duck hunting? And we're like, yep. He goes, okay, you you. here you go. <laughs> see, you in see you at 11. <laughs> That's funny. Did you live in the dorms at K-State? 
I didn't. All of my buddies did, but I lived on an apartment that was still connected to K-State. We weren't supposed to. Um, oh, so you just broke uh, the law? Yeah, well, I didn't break the law. You I weren't supposed to. Well, allegedly, I guess I should say. <laughs> for legal reasons, I'm just kidding. But all my buddies would keep their guns <laughs> at my apartment. <laughs> and they would bring it. So my buddy, it was for the, um, the clay shooting team at K-State. So he had it in a nice leather browning case. And we would always say, oh, bring in your clarinet over again, I see. And so <laughs> that's what we would pass it off as. Oh. How many people are on your team? I want to say it was around 10. Okay. Yeah. What, um, Sarah, was your team an actual team or a club? So it was a team. Oh. Yes, NCAA team. You're step up on Austin. Uh, ours was a team. Started off as a club, though. Started off as a club. My second year doing it, it became a recognized team. Did you get a scholarship? No. So you were part of a club? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, if people got to see me in Austin every day on what we say and all the... We just need permanent oh, man. All right, back to Midway USA Foundation. So this is the second... Or second special event. Mm -hmm. What was the first? We had a sporting clays tournament in um, Talladega, Alabama, at the Civilian Marksmanship Program's Talladega Marksmanship Park. Big turnout. Yes, it was. It was. It was good. Um, first one we've ever done. So um, you know, we are not. We're not at the time in the habit or had the history of hosting tournaments. So we. Went into it learning a lot, knowing that we were going to learn a lot, which is why we went to the Civilian Marksmanship Program. They do this all the time. They had excellent staff that could really help us out. Um, had a beautiful shoot. course. Yep. Beautiful course. Good day. A lot of smiling faces. Everyone had a lot of fun. Um, and at the end of it, everyone that came, their entry was really a donation to the endowment of their choice. And so very successful fundraiser for the teams in that area. Um, teams came from, we had some Mississippi, we had South Carolina, Alabama, um, just kind of all over that area. Very nice. So um, before we start asking too many questions, we better ask the most important one. What is the Midway USA Foundation? All right, you want me to take that one? Sure. <clears throat> so Midway USA Foundation is a 501c3 public charity, and we help communities fund their local high school and college teams. So about 2,800 teams are in our system. They have their own endowment to grow as big as they want, um, and then they receive a cash grant every year, 5% of that endowment so we really are just trying all the teams you guys are talking about being on we're trying to make sure you guys have money to do that now and forever yeah your question about whether or not you were a club sport or affiliated with the university you know a lot of teams high school college level they don't get the funding that the football team does or a basketball team does and so the kids are out there fundraising and the parents are helping fundraise so we're here to be that resource to help them raise money for now that they can continue to shoot and then the team can continue to exist after those really proactive parents and athletes are gone. Okay. So a team's just starting out, they can contact you and you're going to help help them fundraise? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the team endowment accounts, they are free to set up. Um, we have four regional program managers that work in the different regions across the U.S. that can help you step by step, get it set up, fill out the paperwork, um, help you with 
the types of fundraising resources we have because we offer a lot of them. So what's going to work best in your community? How can we help you fundraising really grow this endowment with the ultimate goal, like Danny said, of taking that cash grant? So, so my mind's got a <laughs> It's a lot. Through. Yes, <laughs> that's cool that the, that you guys not are doing something like this because it's it's definitely a necessity. I, mean, I saw it in college, just trying to figure out ways. How am I going to pay for this tournament? Because a lot of times, tournament cost, um, at least for me, they were averaging you know hundred to one hundred fifty bucks a shoot. That's not including shells. And so, as a college kid. Cutting lot, into his beer money. Cutting into my beer money. No, <laughs> I did have a part-time job, um, but a lot of times, if you didn't have help outside of that, it's, it could be tough to to stick with it. It's it is kind of Absolutely. an expensive sport. It's very expensive. That's that's big reason we're here. Um, teams usually say ammo, entry fees, and targets are like the top three expenses. So to your point, Austin, entry fees are one of the main things that um, our teams use their cash grant for. Yeah, and that's really good. In the collegiate level, you're not getting any money back if you win. You, um, or, or are you? I can't remember. I think there are some NSCA registered shoots because just because you're a part of a collegiate team doesn't mean that you couldn't sign up for... Um, just a registered shoot and so you could still make money but a lot of times when you're competing against other college teams it w there was no money payout i guess okay um, so you're paying that just to just to be a part of the team that and to um build your rank on your shooting uh, so, so even when i'm making a big circle here k-state became a team you were still paying the entry fees or so we did fundraising for ours as well and what's nice is you pay your team dues so you have team dues at the beginning of the year just kind of setting your spot making sure that you're serious and then after that you would get half of your entry fees paid and shells we could get at a decent discount but for the most part you still had to pay for your entry fee and your shells okay and for practice because we'd practice twice a week usually um 100 birds per practice do like 50 trap 50 skeet gotcha. did your uh sarah did your college pay for your entry fees yeah so my experience was a little bit different that um i think a lot of the NCAA rifle programs can offer scholarships and so just depending on how competitive you are you can receive usually a partial scholarship to go so okay. um when i was at that level fundraising wasn't an issue but everything before that it definitely mm -hmm. was trying to get to that point. It was kind of like, you know, the goal was to make it to college. Um, and then really after that, people that continue to shoot after college, they go right back to fundraising. If you're someone that wants to go to the Olympics or, you know, just mm -hmm. be, continue to be competitive afterwards, which is the path that that um, instantly rifle athlete might take, you're right back to having to fundraise again for yourself. So uh, Midway USA Foundation all firearm sports yes rifle pistol shotgun wow so do you think that the reason for i guess a little bit more of the college support for the small bore is because of the presence in the olympics because you don't really have um, a sporting clay presence in the olympics it would be hard to regulate that i mean you have skeet and trap and 
Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure if sure. it's um, I, I really I probably can't speak intelligently to it at all. That's so right. I could make some wild guesses of maybe like insurance liability issues with it being I mean, an air rifle is shot indoors. It's in a ventilated area. It's I mean, I don't want to say like, oh, I shot BB guns in college, but it just is not the same as going out and shooting a shotgun. So if that's maybe part of it, the facility resources, gotcha. um, shotguns a lot more expensive than mm -hmm. buying pellets. So yeah, a lot true. of different things. That's true. That is true. Um, okay. How long has this foundation been, been around? So it was about 2008 um, when it got going. I think they received their 501c3 status in 2007 um but it began in 2008 but really didn't get legs until closer to 2012 when there were a few staff members and some grants started going out the door um so way back in the day they talk about in the office because there's some longevity in the office in terms of staff and they'd sit at a table like this a round table and just go through a pile of grants and now we, um, and you know, here's a few thousand dollars, you know, out the door. And now, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we sent $4.1 million out the door. Oh. Um, online grant system. I mean, you got, you could have a team getting $50,000 every year because they've done such a good job of growing their endowment. So it has evolved um, in those, you know, 10 years to that. Okay. So for someone that doesn't understand, like Butters, what is an endowment? <laughs> Good question. Very good question. You know, a lot of times that is that is something that we try to really educate folks on because if you do a fundraiser, you're like, I need this money now. I want to take it to the local bank account and go buy my ammunition, go buy my shells, go buy my entry fees. Why put it in the endowment? Um, endowment is a way to, it, the funds are invested and the goal is to be there forever. So then if um, if Sarah's kids want to shoot when they're in college, they're basically paid for because this endowment has grown and um, what it is, all those 2,800 teams and we have some state and national organizations with endowments, all that money is pulled together. They are individual endowments, but it's all pulled together and invested with Goldman Sachs. And that's about $250 million. Oh, um, okay. So teams are getting the earnings on that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not right this quarter <laughs> with the market, but uh, most of the time they're seeing earnings from that. The other reason that we feel that um, every youth team should invest in their endowment is the match. Um, you take $100 to put in your bank account. Is your bank going to match it? No. No, they're not. So luckily, they're Larry, charging me a fee. Exactly. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna say that's not enough money. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take some of that. Um, exactly. So we are really lucky. Uh, Larry and Brenda Potterfield, owners of Midway USA, started Midway USA Foundation because they wanted to invest in uh, a sport they loved, and um, so they not only fund our operations, so 100% of a donation goes to the team you want it to. We're not pulling anything off of that. Oh. You give a team 50 bucks, or getting 50 bucks. Um, in addition, they match your donation. So we have money every month to match donations. So you're like doubling. So that's how teams can get to a million dollars in their endowment because we, we hand them so many ways to do that because we believe in having that money there forever so strongly. Wow. This is very impressive. So, this is a hedge fund. Yeah. <laughs> this is making more sense. But I did not know, first off, Larry and Brenda started it. 
Yes. And second off, they are matching every dollar that goes in. Yes. That is amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so they currently, um, our matching program now, every month, well, except for April. So right now, I don't know when this podcast is going to be edited probably and two weeks. put out there. So if it's still April, um, this month we have $200,000 just for the month. So every donation that comes in, we have a bucket of money, $200,000. Every other month, it's 160000 And so it's a ratio. Um, in 2021, we averaged $1.10. Per dollar, every dollar was matched a dollar and ten cents. That was the average for the year. Wow, this is crazy. This is this is yeah. So if a school were to have their own fundraiser for their shooting team, they put it in this endowment. You guys are matching it a dollar yeah. to a dollar and ten. Yes, yes, on average. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's several shooting teams around here in this area that have endowments with us. We just looked; there was like 22 teams within 40 miles of mm-hmm. Takema that already have an endowment set up. So, you know, I don't know how wide your listening uh, base is, but people can go on our website and search for a team that they know. You can search by zip code and say, oh, I didn't realize that this local high school had a shooting team, you know, and you're supporting someone very local to you. U.S. only? Correct. Correct. All right. And I know that Austin's the head guide here, but um, Trent, I heard, sometimes is the head guide. (laughs) And Trent's team has an endowment with us. So, you know, someone right here on... Uh, Pheasant Bonanza's campus, if you will, um, really knows the system. And they somebody local can pull that endowment right up for Camo and donate to that team right through our website. Okay. And it's like I said, it's going to them through us. Um, it's not going to one big general fund. It's going to the, the, the Camo endowment. The donations from outside individuals, private individuals, towards, say, Camo's endowment is matched as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's what we want. That's what that we want folks knowing they are supporting the, the team in their community. And it's gonna be matched. You're gonna see that money right back. It's not like the it's... NRA, which I mean I have nothing wrong against to say against the NRA, but a lot of times you donate to the NRA, you don't you might not necessarily see where those funds go. Right. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with most most things you make a donation, you don't always know how exactly they're spending that dollar to further their mission. And with us, if you make a donation to, say, Camo, it goes into Camo's endowment, and they're going to benefit with their cash grant. Wow. This is very personalized. and I, I love this. This is This awesome. is not <laughs> what, you know, where you see those commercials on TV with the starving kids somewhere in the United <laughs> States, 45 cents a day, well, 35% of the, of 30. 35 cents of that 45 cents is going to someone's pocket. Yeah. But this is not that case. Yeah. I mentioned our operations. That's another thing. A lot of nonprofits, um, you know, 93% of your donation goes to our mission. Well, we can, we get to say 100% because Larry and Brenda Potterfield cover our operations. That's amazing. The CEO of Goodwill pays himself like $5 million a year. And we offer some really cool programs and we're just throwing around like these numbers and things that we can do to help teams fundraise. Our fundraising products is one of our most popular programs that we have. It's one of the best ways team can fundraise for their endowment. So we have a whole list of items, um, firearms, there's usually like industry items like coolers or knives, optics, things like that. Teams can request these items and take them and do a fundraiser with them. So maybe you already have like a banquet or you're going to do a raffle. You take this item, which is totally free. You never pay for it. You're going to receive it, do your fundraiser. And then once it's done, we ask you to send some of that fundraising effort to the endowment. 
and we're going to match it. So you received an item for free. You got to go do a fundraiser with it, send some to the endowment and keep some with you. So that way you can buy the ammo that you need right now. So it's a, it's such a great program to help with the now expenses that you have and you need to cover, but also putting it into the endowment for later. Do you know how many states you're in right now? All 50. All 50? We have mm -hmm. an endowment in, in every state. Yeah, all 50 states. and They haven't sent us to Hawaii yet, though. I think we have one there, and we're waiting for that work trip. But. I know. I, yeah. Come on, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you guys get started in this operation? Um, sure. So, I mean, I have a shooting background mm -hmm. um, and was working – in kind of the industry when I saw that um, a program manager position was available at Midway USA Foundation. And I was living in Alabama at the time, but I really wanted to come back to the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska. And so I loved the opportunity. I was like, I'm going to try this out and see if it's a good fit. And as soon as I got there, um, we're a very st small staff. Um, there's only like 15 of us. And so it's just an amazing place to work. And um, what I was doing at the time as a program manager was going out and visiting with teams and talking to coaches about what we do. And so I would go on these trips and every trip it was like a feel good, you know, mm -hmm. thing for me to see this is what I'm, I'm here doing. This is what the money is really impacting. Um, and just, and loved it. And so I've been here for, um, I guess about four years now. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so my story is a little bit different as you guys heard. I'm not, I did not have a, uh, background in shooting. So marketing brought me to this job. Um, so I had come from radio and TV world and ag primarily Brownfield ag network. I mm -hmm. mean, so really like the rule I would, I'm from small town, Missouri. Um, so I like those people. So that drew me, um, not that all shooting sports is rural, but you know, there's a, there's a big part of it there. And, uh, they were so new and I really wanted something I could invest my, um, my efforts in and really appreciate it. And I believed in the mission so much. And then to get to do marketing, all the marketing just was really attractive to me and something new to be part of something that was so new and growing. Um, and I just really, I really believe in any extracurricular. I know I didn't shoot, but I did play college basketball. So sports to me, sports, math club, I don't care, but the kids need to be invested in something. They need to care about something. And so that really, really um, spoke to me. And then like Sarah said, I'll agree. The staff, uh, we are all genuine friends outside of work, inside of work. And that has what um, helped me stick around for um, eight and a half years. Wow. Believe it or not, I think me and Austin are genuine friends. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're not very genuine. <laughs> <laughs> or friendly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the hunts that we did the last day and a half, that everyone bid to hunt here or... How did that work? Yeah, so when I was talking about the fundraising resources that we offer, so like the um, fundraising products that we have, we, we do other things like that so that we're helping these teams fundraise, right? I mean, maybe they're not really sure what to do, and we say, here's some good ideas. Take what we have. Use us as a tool. We're going to help you grow this endowment. So we um, are now doing these special events, which is really just another tool for teams um, or even those organizations Danny mentioned to fundraise. Um, 
the hunt that we're doing now um, was really special in that Larry and Brenda Potterfield were here and got to hunt with our attendees. And so um, we offered up the spots online. People could bid on the auction to be able to hunt with Larry and Brenda. Um, and again, when they bid and if they were the winner, that was a donation to the endowment of their choice. Wow. Okay. So you don't have to say names or anything, but what was the top bid? Oh, the amount? Yeah. I don't know. Now you're going to make me think. So it was a while ago. We had the auction in um, February. So we've known for a while. Um, I'm coming up with like a 3,000 number. Yeah, I feel like $3,500 was the top bid. Um, And actually, our auction site is like public information. You can go on there and look, actually. So I think you can see there were eight exclusive hunting spots available and you'll see what the top bid was on all of them. So I think that top bid was probably $3,500. Um, and we ended up raising about $50,000 for you shooting sports from just the hunt. And then we will also have a sporting clays tournament tomorrow. So some additional money. Um, and what's cool, I think about doing the sporting clays tournament is that it is here at Pheasant Bonanza. And so the teams are coming from kind of local. So it's benefiting this area. Like we're a national nonprofit that we're coming from Columbia, Missouri, but it's helping right here in this town. Yeah, we're funding your youth shooting team. We're not just, you know, we're you listening, you it's your team that we're we're helping fund. So where's the next special event? We've got a couple coming up. Um in June, we will be in Roberts, Illinois doing a um Downton Day. So it's a special simulated british hunt um june that's what i said yes got one of those um so simulated as in like with clays yes Mm -hmm. 350 rounds it's really cool we did one last year it's just constant (laughs) and the attendees can get dressed up in authentic um you know attire and they have 11 z's in the field like they just make it a very fun experience for everyone yeah and what else we got coming up we are having a um, air gun, um, camp clinic. It will be at the X count facility in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That will be in September. Fall classic. We are having a, another sporting clays tournament, um, in Minnesota. We're looking at putting one there in August and I feel like I'm missing one in the fall. Um, we're going to have a conference, which we've always had. That's not new. What's new this year is that we're going to try to get more folks um, from the industry and supporters and sponsors at this event to really make it a youth shooting sports conference because that doesn't exist. So while we always have a conference with our partners and the state agencies out there trying to help us do what we do, this one's going to evolve a little bit, and that's in October. And in November, we are going uh, back to Green Acres, actually, to do a hunt, um, which, oh, God, don't ask me what kind of hunt it is, because I don't think I can tell you exactly what we're doing. But um, Green Acres is where? It's in Roberts, Illinois. That's right. where the Downton Day shoot will be. Mm-hmm. It's what? a British-style tower oh, hunt. Oh, you're doing a Euro hunt? European hunt? Yes. Sure. <laughs> Real confident with that. Yeah. This but, is when we need um, John Linguist, our relationship yes, yes. manager. He is our like the liaison of all the hunting lingo to uh, kind of Danny and I on the back end, marketing it and setting things up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I saying this correctly, John? <laughs> what a what a nice guy, John is. Oh man, he's he's, great. he's the best. He really John. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I sat and talked to John for like thirty minutes in between uh, my grass strips today. We just 
had a water and talked. <laughs> so yesterday we're hunting with Larry and Brenda, and we get done, and everyone's like, "I want a picture with Larry. I want a picture with Brenda." And John's taking all these pictures. I'm like, "Well, I want a picture with John." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so he's great. Someone listening to this, they got five billion dollars, and they want to donate. How do they donate it? Midway USA Foundation dot org. Oh, you got five billion dollars. Maybe we'll talk about a check or wire transfer <laughs> <laughs> for the average donor. Um, our website, midwayusafoundation.org, has a big red button that says "Find a Team, Fund a Team," and on that page, you search the team you want by name, by location. Um, Sarah earlier pulled up the Takema zip code and just did like forty miles around that. So if you're like, "This is really cool," but I don't know if there's a team near me. Our website can help you do that. And then you go to that team page, there's a big red donate button. That's slick. That is slick. Makes it very easy. Yeah. Very easy. Helps Good us cause. know exactly where it's going. Good cause, listeners. Get off your wallets. <laughs> what else you got? Well, um, I guess this isn't really a question for the Midway USA Foundation, but just kind of a question in general. Um, but how did the past couple of days go in your guys' opinions? And is there anything that Pheasant Bonanza could improve on? Oh, you really meant at the end of the podcast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> just a question. Okay, go ahead. No, I think it was fantastic. I, um, you know, everybody was out there smiling, having a great time. Um, we had a couple of people that they have never hunted before. And the, so they actually um, were in the group hunting with Larry and Brenda, were able to get their first pheasants with Larry. They were, I mean, what a great story to be able to tell. So that was very cool. I guided them. Thank God they were, uh, how do I put this? They were avid shooters. Yes. Because when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is, we're going to be doing a lot of shooting. But um, avid trap shooters make generally for good shots and mm-hmm. down birds. So mm-hmm. that was that was cool. Watching them, all three of them shot their first bird with Larry. Yeah, that's a pretty good story to tell for, yeah. for years and years. Now, I've had great feedback. And um, I think what I've loved so much about uh, Pheasant Bonanza is you guys – I think it was Sherry that said, we want you to feel at home. It's just, you know, maybe the home's a little bit bigger in terms of the lodge. And that's exactly how it's felt. Just uh, everybody's so friendly and down to earth and just make yourself comfortable. And uh, we've had really, really good feedback. Good. That's good. Good. Now, if we can figure out a dog training situation, no, we'd be set. Well, you just wait. We, we mentioned a- some new guides. If you guys could yeah. hire some new guides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise. Um, we, the sporting clay tournament hasn't happened yet, so butters take it easy over there (laughs) we'll see what these targets look like if you like the course i set it up if you don't jace unfortunately set this one up (laughs) but that's going on tomorrow anyone listening sorry you're too late (laughs) i know i was gonna plug our current auction i'm like they're gonna be too late by the time they hear this but there'll be a there'll be a new auction for them to look at so go to our website fundraising online auction see what it is right now we're giving away a nascar weekend but it ends tomorrow so nascar weekend we're at texas Texas. motor speedway all-star race weekend in may you want to go no oh it's a two-person package hey what's it going for right now (laughs) Thousand bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. I'll bring Big the beer Fred. you drive. <laughs> <laughs> Big Fred gave us that one. They uh, make coolers and stuff. Another 
Another bachelor party? Another bachelor party. Yeah. Okay, so that is awesome. That Hopefully we can do some future fundraising with Midway USA Foundation. Um, Austin, what do you got coming up this summer? I got Skeet and Five Stand League coming up in May. What's the dates? Uh, the dates. <laughs> it's a good thing I put everything in my calendar, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Turning it sideways don't help. Okay. So we got um, Five Stand Skeet League. It's going to be May 5th, May 12th, May 19th, and May 26th. That's a Thursday. Each one of those days is a Thursday. It's going to be $29 per shooter. See website or call for details. No, I wasn't supposed to read that part. That's all right. Um, no, yeah, it's going to be a good time to shoot 100 birds. Um, Clays. What's that? Just joking. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then we have our sporting clay league coming up in July, and it'll run till the end of August. It is every Thursday in July, every Thursday in August. So be there, be square, shoot straight. Um, sporting clay leagues four person. How many people are on a team for? It's individual score for skeet and five stand, but you can run up to a group of four. Okay. Yeah. If you want to shoot with the same people and cheat every week, mm -hmm. that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Um, three gun league. Do you have that in your calendar? Yes, I do. Well, I'm so proud of you. It's taken almost a year. Three gun league. We're going to have two dates. It's going to be, this is kind of a test run this year, but it's going to be May 1st and May 15th, $25 per shooter. Um, there's, again, we have more details on the website, but, um, it's an open outlaw division, so pretty much anything goes. Don't bring a 50 BMG for your rifle, but other than that, pretty much everything goes. You can up to a it's 22 to a 45 on the pistol. Most people are going to be bringing some form of so it's not AR. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, shotgun, extended tubes are welcome. Speed loaders welcome. It's a very open outlaw division. Four ten to ten. I mean, I think I limited it to 20 and 12. Just so we don't have too much of a oh, gap. So it's not an outlaw division. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but uh, that will be fun. Be um, fun. The skeet and five stand will be fun. That's going to be quickly. You come out, you shoot your five stand, you shoot your skeet, you eat your food, and you leave. Uh, Sporting Clay League takes a little longer. Also a lot of fun. We got hunt test prep days coming up. Get a hold of me if you're interested. Um, it's going to be di different for each day. I'm sure we'll probably do juniors and seniors, but I don't know if you need a master, we'll have to set up a master. So let me know if you want to come around and run a practice master and we'll get that set up for you. Turkey season is here. Butters is on the scoreboard. Bow, 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 bow. Yes, I did. I did take a Tom this year. My first Nebraska bird, my first private land bird. Where, where was that bird shot? What do you call it? Gobbler Canyon? Gobble Bottoms. Gobble Bottoms. Shot it. Uh, Jace Sorensen was nice enough to let me go shoot one on his lease this year. I know. What a nice friend. What a nice guy. But I will say that Nebraska birds are stupider than Kansas birds. It <laughs> <laughs> was just covered in birds. I, all I could do was, and it just had four of them on me. You could, you could definitely tell that is his, his first private land turkey hunt because I got a text around half hour after shooting like, there's so many birds here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when I'm hunting public land, I'll call once and all the gobblers just shut up. <laughs> and then they run in the opposite direction. 
but I was getting them fired up. It was it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. So, um, get a hold of him or get a hold of either of us or Sherry if you want to set up a turkey hunt, day hunt, package hunt. We got them out. U season shotgun started yesterday. Started today. Today Saturday. Today is Saturday. Started today. We're gonna have a little guide challenge in between Austin and me. I'll be taking bricks and Austin's taking jag. We're gonna do a little youth hunt this week. But other than that, um, that's going. That's what's going on for the summer. I do want to give you guys a huge thank you for what you guys are doing. I don't think there's enough people in the industry that are pushing youth sports. Um, it's a it's a market that needs to be filled, and it's something that that needs to be pushed more. So I do want to say thank you guys so much for what you guys do. Yes, thank you. If you don't put a shotgun in kids' hands now, they're never going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and you're doing it the right way, right? I mean, yep. you introduce a kid to a firearm now, and you explain the safety and you're going to have a safe shooter for the rest of, your, of their lives. So. And Larry and Brenda, when you listen to this, I mean, you're doing an amazing job. Yes, so, huge thank you to Larry and Brenda as well. And you you set up an amazing team out here. So, Thank you, uh, guys. Appreciate your support. Um, other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is the In the Field podcast brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza. Thank you.